Thank you for joining us on Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. We are just 16 days away from midterm primary elections, August 23rd. Now, there are multiple ways to vote in advance, and to tell us about those, as well as steps taken to secure your ballots as we continue our series of programs about the upcoming election. You know, we've spoken with the Supervisor of Elections in Broward County. Today, we turn to Miami-Dade County, and I'm very happy to welcome Deputy Supervisor of Elections, Robert Rodriguez. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Well, you are such a wealth of knowledge, and I need to pick your brain because there is so much information. I don't know how you guys do it, but I trust you to tell us what we need to know. And I'd like to start with the voting by mail process, since that's already underway. You know, They used to be called absentee ballots and were mostly for members of the military and snowbirds. Now anyone can vote by mail which does make it more convenient, creates opportunities for more people to participate in the elections. Can you tell us how the process works and what a Miami-Dade resident has to do to vote by mail? Correct. I'm glad you notified the difference because it's true. It used to be called absentee because you were going to be absent from the election. But yes, now a vote by mail is just one of the three methods that voters in Florida can choose to vote in. Now, very easy. In order to request a vote-by-mail ballot, you can call our office or you can do it online. What is important that state law recently changed is you need to provide your social security number or your driver's license number. The reason that they made that change is for an extra level of security to ensure that you are the voter that is requesting that information. And then there's obviously always state deadlines that we have to fall in line with. The deadline to request a vote-by-mail ballot for the August 23rd, 2022 primary election is August 13th, and that's true for the entire state of Florida. What if someone has not supplied their driver's license or social security number? I know you sent out postcards, but how many of us take a stack of mail, put it aside, and then, you know, it just gets lost? Is it too late to do that to get a vote by mail ballot? And will that impact your voting in person? No, it won't impact your voting in person, either in early voting or on election day. But if you haven't received your vote by mail ballot and you know that you had requested one, we encourage you to call our office right away, which is 305-499-VOTE, which is 8683. Or you can redo it online as well, and you can provide that information. It's never delayed. What I do want to encourage is do it before the state deadline of August 13th. That's what we need to make sure that you have that request into our office before 5 p.m. on August 13th. Okay, so next Saturday, your deadline. You can request the vote-by-mail ballot online. What is the website? Our website is IamElectionReady.org. We made it very simple so it's easy to remember. Again, IamElectionReady.org. Love that. And what other information does someone need to provide to request the vote-by-mail ballot online? The same. First, you need, obviously, your name, your date of birth, and then you need to provide your Social Security number or your driver's license number so that we can ensure that you are that voter or that you have a voter if you're doing it on someone's behalf, that you have that information available to request that ballot for that person. And about how long should someone expect it to take to have the vote-by-mail ballot reach them in the mail? should be between three to five days. Okay, so if someone waits until the 13th, and let's say they get their vote-by-mail ballot on the 16th, 17th, 18th, we're now within a handful of days before it has to be returned. What is the best option at that point? Is it maybe a little late to put it back in the mail? Should they be dropping it off to you? Correct. If you're waiting until the 13th of August to request that vote by mail ballot, state law mandates that we need to mail it out 
by that Monday, no later than that Monday the 15th. So you should have in your possession by Tuesday the 16th or the 17th. At that point, you're getting close to the 23rd for putting in the mail. What we would recommend is you can go to any of the 23 early voting sites in Miami-Dade County to drop off your vote-by-mail ballot there. We have secure ballot intake stations where you can turn them in. Or if not, you can always come to our office here in Doral. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Or we also have our annex, which is in downtown Miami, and the Stephen P. Clark Center, which is also open 8 to 5. Now, talking about early voting, tomorrow is the first day. And I believe you just said you have 23 different locations. Those are all on your website. What is the process going to be like for people who want to go and vote early in person? Perfect. The other method of voting, we already talked about vote by mail. The second is early voting. You have two weeks, full weeks here in Miami-Dade County. We start on tomorrow, the 8th of August, and we continue through the 21st. What's important to know now, you need to just bring your form of ID that has a signature and your lights and a picture. So we can verify that you are that voter. You can go to any of those 23 early voting sites here in Miami-Dade County to vote. It does not have to be the one closest to your house. If you're near one at work, go there. If you're driving by one and you see the sign, come right in. That's the easiest part about early voting is you can go to any one of those sites. And with just your form of ID, you can come in and uh, vote there. So what is the purpose now of having a voter's registration card since you don't really need it? to actually vote anymore because it doesn't have a picture. You know, it provides information. Correct. It's more for informational purposes. It's important, especially with redistricting that just occurred, it's important for the voters to know what districts they can vote in. Because you might have had redistricting changes that took place and where you used to be in one voting district, you're now voting for another person or another candidate that you hadn't voted before. So it's important to do that information, do that homework before you go to vote. The other information you'll get on your voter information card is which party affiliation you're registered with. And second is your uh, voting precinct, which is important because if you're voting on Election Day, you need to vote at your assigned precinct on Election Day. Now, where can someone find out the information other than, of course, an updated voter's registration card? Can you go online and get a sample ballot for your specific precinct? Yes. we. In fact, we highly recommend that because we know sometimes you might lose your voter information card. If you go on to our website, IamElectionReady.org, putting in your first name, last name, and date of birth, one, you'll see a picture of your precinct so you know exactly what it looks like. And then two, you can get your customized sample ballot. That is a great tool. That lets you know exactly what your ballot is going to look like before you go to vote if you're voting in person. So that way that gives you the opportunity to do your homework correctly so you know about which candidates will appear. If you have referendums, because in Miami-Dade County, there are five municipalities that have referendums on the ballot now on August 23rd. So it's important to do that research beforehand. And by reviewing your customized sample ballot, you can do that correctly. And again, that's at IamElectionReady.org. How many people does it take to coordinate all of this behind the scenes? <laughs> it's always a, a monumental task. It's funny. This department only has 105 full-time employees. However, when it comes to big countywide elections, we hire about 2,000 temporary staff workers. And that doesn't include our poll workers, which are such an important part of what we do day in, day out, especially on Election Day, where we have almost 6,000 poll workers all across Miami-Dade County. So you're talking all in total, it's over 8,000 people that are helping to put this process together. Amazing. Do you still need poll workers for this election, or is it too late at this point? 
For the primary election, we're already getting those under control. But we always tell voters, if you want to become a poll worker, we're always accepting the applications in because we can prepare you for the next election. November 8th is not that far away. I know. So you can definitely uh, fill out your information and then you get trained because that's the important part. You just don't sign up and become a poll worker. We have to train you so you know what to expect and what to do on election day. For people who may not know, this is a paid position. You do get paid for your time at the polls. Correct. It's a stipend that we pay the poll workers, and depending on your position, it's some get paid more than others, and others get paid less because some positions do require a lot of responsibility that's on these poll workers, which we value tremendously, our poll workers. In fact, they just got pay raises here in Miami-Dade County. All right. (laughs) So early voting starts tomorrow. I do need to point out the dates are different in Miami-Dade and Broward. Broward County early voting starts Saturday the 13th. But you both run through August 21st. Correct. And we'll also, I'm sure, have different times. Like in Miami-Dade County, the first week of early voting, which is the 8th, which starts tomorrow, our times are different. We're early. We're 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. The weekends, we do 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then the last week, which is August 15th through the 19th, it's a later schedule where we do 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So people who have different work schedules have every opportunity to get to early voting at some point or other. Correct. It's maximum flexibility. So voters can see what time works for them. Plus, we'll also have on our website, IamElectionReady.org, wait times. So if you want to avoid a site that maybe has a higher wait time than others, you can do that. Check it on our website before you go out to vote. That's great. And it really does make a difference for people who you know maybe can't stand in line for a long time or right. don't have a lot of time. Right. So moving on to Election Day on the 23rd. Now, this is where you have to go to your precinct. You can't go wherever you feel like going. And that's where you've got your card or you can go to IamElectionReady.org. Look up your information. Get your ballot early, especially to do the research on the candidates, know who you're voting for. And do the research on those things like the referendums or in November, if we have state amendments, those things are often worded in very complicated ways. And you kind of have to sift through it to see what they're really saying or look it up online and get the actual meaning so that you don't vote yes when you really mean no and vice versa. (laughs) Okay, so I know in the past, There's been talk about problems with long waits on Election Day, which we've tried to alleviate. And you have with these other ways of voting, vote by mail and early voting. But there are always people who are going to vote on Election Day. Any guidance for people regarding best times of day? Do you have wait times for voting day? So unfortunately, we don't have wait times. However, I will say this. Unfortunately, for elections like this primary coming up now, August 23rd, the turnout is actually very low, which is very sad to say. We're expecting about a 20% voter turnout, as high maybe as 25%, which is very low. And a majority of those will be voting either by mail or early. So what's actually going to come out on Election Day is a fraction of that 20% that's going to come out. So, however, any voter that is waiting until Election Day to go vote, I would recommend, obviously, the early morning hours and the late hours are the busiest when people are trying to go in before they go into work or after they get out of work. Anything in early morning or early afternoon would be your best shot. Is there any miracle message that we can send to people to say how important it is to vote in primaries, as important as it is to vote in the actual election and in a midterm election? What's on your ballot? There's still local races on your primary election. We're voting here in Miami-Dade County for county commissioners, for school board members, 
for judges. These people have a big effect on your life and on your everyday living. So it's important to come out and vote. If There might be cases here in Miami-Dade County where if one of the candidates for commissioner or school board reaches more than 50% plus one, they will outright win and you won't see them on the November 8th ballot. Mm. So waiting till November, you're not going to have the opportunity to have your voice heard. Okay. So it's very important that you come out to those primary elections. Yes, there's partisan races on there for Republican and Democrats, but there's also nonpartisan races like the judges and county commissioners and the justices. And even for those municipalities that have referendums, it can affect whether you're paying for an obligation bond that will affect maybe your taxes or things of that nature. So it's important that you're aware of what you're voting on because all of these questions, all of these candidates, play a role in your life, especially the local ones. They have more of an effect on your everyday. Yeah, we sometimes forget that. You know, everybody is out there for a presidential election, and they don't realize it starts on the local level, and those local people are the ones who then move up to the state, and then they move up to national. And, you know, you want to start electing the people that you prefer Right at the start, right at the beginning on the local level. Um, And like you say, it can affect your pocket. It can affect your health care. It can affect everything in your life. Your services, everything. So on election day, polls open at 7 a.m.? Correct. On election day, those polls will open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. As long as you're in line by 7 p.m., you will be able to cast a ballot. If you try to get in line after 7 p.m., it will be too late. So that's why we tell people, don't wait. You don't know what may happen on election day. So you have the opportunity to vote early or vote by mail. Those are always great options for voters to know. Okay. Did we talk about putting the vote by mail ballot in a drop box at early election voting locations? Very briefly, but that's something that I think it's important to discuss. So Voters that have the opportunity here in Miami-Dade County, their postage is paid for on their vote-by-mail ballots. They can put it in the mail, and it will come directly to our office. Or they have the opportunity to drop it off in a ballot intake station at all 23 early voting sites. That's crucial, so you don't even have to go into the early voting sites. You'll be able to drive up and drop it off without any issues. We'll ask voters to show their ID so we can verify that they are that voter, so that it can simply get approved at that moment, so you know that you're dropping it off without any issues. Okay. Now, for... People who, for example, when we do our taxes, we have until midnight on April 15th to put it in the mail as long as it's postmarked. What is the actual deadline with an early voting ballot to have it postmarked? Does it need to be in your office by the end of Election Day or can it be postmarked? That is a great question. State law dictates all vote-by-mail ballots must be in our possession by 7 p.m. on election night, August 23rd, 2022. It cannot be with the postmark. So it's important. Please have that ballot in our possession. It must be in our hands by 7 p.m. That's why we tell voters, don't wait. Okay. So again, the ways to get that vote-by-mail ballot into your hands are A, request it early, mail it back early. B, drop it off at a drop box and have it verified at an early voting location. Then there's C, can you drop it at a precinct on election day? Or at that point, do you need to actually vote in person and hand over your vote by mail ballot that you never turned in? You got me before I was getting there. (laughs) Not turn in your vote by mail ballot at your election day precinct. At that point, if you're at your precinct, they will ask you to discard it. They'll tear it up and you can vote at your election day precinct. If you have your vote by mail ballot and you still want to drop it off on election day, you have two options. One is our main office here in Doral. 
for Miami-Dade County voters, which we will obviously be open until 7 p.m., or our downtown office at Stephen P. Clark Center, which will also be open, but that one through 5 p.m. And okay. don't wait till Election Day. If you're close to your house at that point, I would recommend to go vote at your Election Day precinct. Okay. So, again, the website, IamElectionReady.org. Is there anything we missed? I just think it's important that voters do their homework beforehand and come out to vote. It's sad when you see a 20% voter turnout, but we still prepare here at the Elections Department as if we had a 100% voter turnout. So it would be great to see those numbers increase year over year. Okay. Robert Rodriguez, Deputy Supervisor of Elections for Miami-Dade County. Again, if you have any questions, all of the information is at IamElectionReady.org. It has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Joining us now on Community Focus, as the new season of school is getting ready to start, one of our constant partners in education and community events. I'm very happy to welcome from Miami-Dade College Wolfson Campus, the president, Dr. Beatrice Gonzalez. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Ellen. I'm so happy to be back with you. I am too, and I know you have so many new exciting things to tell us about, not the least of which is this huge grant that you received just last month from Comcast. Can you tell us about that? Certainly, and that is very exciting, and we're very grateful to Comcast for being a wonderful partner um, because these things, to help address the needs of our community, we really need to work together. So, yes, it's a $100,000 grant to Miami-Dade College, and it's part of their digital adoption initiative, and the point of that is to bridge the digital divide and increase digital equity in South Florida communities. Miami-Dade County has the third highest percentage of households without internet connection. And so it's important to try to bring these tools to our community because we know so many resources can be found on the internet. So basically this program creates what's called digital navigators. And so we would teach Miami-Dade College students to help other people access the internet. So we will train students to help folks use devices, build their digital skills. When training is complete, these students who have become MDC digital navigators will work in our South Florida communities that have these low adoption rates. This is really important, especially since the pandemic, because so many more people and companies are doing work remotely and people need to be up to date on the skills to be able to work remotely. Absolutely. And this is a great program for the digital navigators themselves, because if you're one of the students who join this program, you receive free tuition. Some students need to complete service learning hours, so you'll receive hours. You also get a $250 stipend, so it's great for the digital navigators themselves, but as you say, it's really important for our community. Comcast has been doing this for about 10 years now, and they've noticed that in the communities where they've done this, one in three people have found a new job or earned a higher income. And as we know, the internet is a space where we can find health care and, and all sorts of other opportunities. So it is very important for us to be able to help our community in this way. And Comcast is trying to base these programs in institutions that people trust. So educational institutions are those kinds of places. And so we're happy to be part of this initiative that really is going to help uh, raise up our community. How can someone become one of your digital navigators? What do they have to do to apply to be part of that program? So you can contact us in two ways. You can go online, www.mdc.edu, or you can ask about the digital navigator program by calling us 305-237-8888. 
Okay, so let's talk about the upcoming season. Fall classes starting on August 22nd, and then you have all these mini terms throughout the year. So people can kind of jump in at different points. What are some of the key areas that you think are going to be most important for people to be following in terms of education? Well, you know us well, Ellen. It's true that you are up on us. Um, We do have many terms that run between August and December. So there's six terms that run. And I think that's important to note because not everyone wants to commit to 16 weeks of a semester. So we have eight-week terms, six-week terms, 10-week terms, 14-week terms. So there's really a length for just about anyone, given your situation. And similarly, there's different ways to take classes. So if you want to come face-to-face every time, you can do that. If you want to come face-to-face sometimes as part of a class, but sometimes be on your own online, we have courses like that. They're called blended. We have classes that always meet same time, same date, but online. So yes, it gives you that flexibility of online, but still has that structure of always having that community that you meet at the same time. So lots of different ways to take classes, including completely online, where you never come and you work completely on your own. So hopefully everyone can find something that fits their particular situation. And like you said, all kinds of exciting in-demand fields. Maybe I should mention too that the Strata Education Network is a big research group. Noticed that over the pandemic, about 40% of people in their surveying thought they'd need a career change or more education to shift to what they want to do or what they needed to do given different changes in the workforce over the pandemic. So Miami Day College is super affordable and we are specializing in programs that are in high need, for example, in nursing. And we have a couple of campuses where you can complete your nursing program, the medical campus, which is close to downtown here, and also the Homestead campus. We also have the culinary arts management program. There's lots of folks who are interested in that. We have paralegal studies. We also have bachelor's degrees. I think some folks don't realize that Miami-Dade College offers the bachelor's in super high demand areas like cybersecurity, data analytics, information technology. And our cybersecurity program is validated by the National Security Agency. And we have professionals in this field who come here to the Wolfson campus to practice on our cyber range. So it's really an excellent, excellent program. And as you're aware, we have a lot of need in these tech areas, but really business is still one of those areas, management, communications. Those are all areas where we see a lot of need in the workforce right now. I just have to repeat, you said National Security Agency. That's the NSA. Correct. correct. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, I'm used to hearing NSA and I immediately think government. Oh, my God, they know all the secrets. <laughs> so those are the people who are unbelievably experienced at tech and can really teach people the skills that they need to go way high in any organization. And yes. um, I'm sure be employed forever. Yeah. They were designated as the National Center of Academic Excellence in Cyber Defense. So really, you would be in a top-notch program if you were to take cybersecurity here with us. I love it. And what I also think is great is, you know, there's a lot of trend toward vocational training. And there are programs that you have that would be considered vocational training as opposed to standard college as well. That's true. Some of those that I mentioned are considered workforce programs. So the culinary arts, we have uh, the Miami Fashion Institute for those who would like to go into fashion. Uh, Architecture, for example, is considered a workforce program. We have architecture. Some of those I mentioned before, cybersecurity, data analytics, those are all considered workforce programs. We have MAGIC, which is the Miami Animation and Gaming International Complex, 
and they specialize in coding and in animation. And so you can develop uh, games. And we already have students with programming, with videos, uh, cartoons that are being played by Nickelodeon. So wow. the students, uh, yeah, because we have such great relationships with workforce that those are our judges. So at the end of the student's program, for example, in the animation program, it is those industry folks who come in and judge the student's productions. And because they're in industry, then they say, great, now we'd like that for our programming. So it's great experience. It's a great marriage of the theoretical with the practical. Yeah, I love how you work in conjunction with all of these really well-established and important organizations. And now one of those is Google that you have a partnership with. I got to hear about this. Well, we are accepting, as you know, Google offers certificates. They're trying to meet these needs, too, in data analytics, UX design. And so we will accept a Google certificate that you have earned and apply it towards a degree. So if you wanted to go on, that gets you going right away. But if you wanted to go on, because often a management type position would require a degree once you get out there working. And so we'll take those Google certificates, apply them a degree. We also have something called prior learning assessment. So let's say you don't have any college at all, or you have some college credits, but you've been working, you've been learning at work. Um, I read an article recently from the McKinsey Group that said about 40% of the knowledge people use at work is learned at work, not in school. So that's definitely super valuable, super important. And so we have a way for people to report back on that, uh, create a portfolio for which then we give you credit. Um, I wanted to mention, too, how affordable uh, it is to go to Miami-Dade College. You can be a full-time student uh, for about $1,400, but nearly 90% of our students uh, receive financial aid. So even that sticker price is not what most people pay. We have a program called Fast Track that is for first-time students, people graduating high school, where you can get six credits for free in the summer. That's two classes. We have some special scholarship programs, Rising Black Scholars, Presidential Scholars, the Honors College at Miami-Dade College, American Dream Scholars. All those programs are free tuition. And some of them have some other perks like a free laptop or travel in the United States or abroad that would also be for free. We also have something called the Last Mile Program. So say you did start a program and you have 13 credits or fewer to complete a degree, we'll help you out with the finances there. So we can support you to, to get that done. So there really, if, if it's a concern about finances, that really shouldn't hold you back because there's so much aid and you also don't have to pay all at once. There can be a payment plan. So that shouldn't be what holds you back from your dream because we have plenty of help with the financial part. Uh, you're talking about it and I just feel like people's hearts are going, oh my gosh, oh my God, <laughs> I can do this. There are so many different ways and opportunities really for people of all ages, all levels, anywhere in their lifespan or career span or school span. So Absolutely. it's really remarkable. And all of the information about this is on the website? It is at that www.mdc.edu. Or again, you can call if you'd like to speak to a real human at 305-237-8888. We're also going to be, all the campuses will have people on for the next three Saturdays. We'll be here in person also from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can always go online, of course, to apply and to register. We're also going to be open from August 8th to August 20th until 7 p.m. at all the campuses to assist people who would like to come to school. I also want to mention that here at Wilson campus, we're about to start an executive program for our bachelor's degree. 
And so if you, you know, your time constraints are such you can't come so much during the week, this is a program where you can complete the program late Friday afternoons and Saturdays. So that might help folks who have some time constraints. Really phenomenal how you have moved everything around, shifted to make everything accessible to anyone under any circumstances, pretty much. And I know a lot of people are going to benefit from this, I urge them to go to the website mdc.edu or call 305-237-8888. It's, uh, what can I say? This is where, you know, futures are being made at MDC. Miami-Dade College, president of the Wolfson campus, Dr. Beatrice Gonzalez. Awesome to talk to you. Thank you for all of this information. Thank you, Ellen. Really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus, and have a wonderful day.